0: Hi, you're listening to the Hope Church Sermon Podcast. At Hope, our mission is to help people know God, find freedom, discover their purpose, and make a difference. Now, join us as we listen in on a sermon from last Sunday. It is our hope that you feel God's love stronger today than ever before. John, we have no idea who John is. John is my friend, all the way from Rwanda, and um, I'll tell you why uh, John is here um, really quickly. But I'm really, really glad he's here today. Um, But Sarah and Andrew Bosco are on our dream team, and about uh, I don't know, about a year ago, like, hey, we're gonna go, um, we're we're going on a missions trip. We're going uh, to. uh, over to Africa, and I'm like, yeah, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be great. Go, 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 And I'm like, cool, 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 go, cool, go, cool. go, 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 go. And I'm just really, really excited. I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, like I am right now, go, 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 yeah, 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 And they're like, okay, I was like, what do you need? We want to help you guys. Like, we need some toothbrushes. I'm like, yeah, we got that. So I called up some people. like, yeah, we need toothpaste. We need toothbrushes. We need toothpaste. Yada, yada, yada. And uh, I was so excited, and they're like, "Hey, we're going." I'm like, "When do you need the toothbrush?" They're like, we need them now. I'm like, "All right." I was so excited, I forgot to get the stuff, <laughs> and I got the stuff. And they went, and uh, they went on the trip, and they came back from the trip. I'm like, hey, Pastor West, we were over there. We brought everything there. There's an incredible thing going on in Rwanda, and we want to, we want this we want our church, Hope Church, to be to be a part of that. And so that is why. Uh, John is here today because John uh, leads Arise Wanda, and he's here today. And so I'm very, very glad that you're here today. Tell these guys really quick. They just, I mean, this is your first Sunday. Tell, them, tell these guys your first experience thus far with Hope Church.
1: Oh, my goodness me. Um, <laughs> Jessica and I have been missing this kind of worship. Awesome. Because this is, I mean, we have been traveling all over the country, and, uh, and my wife was already plugged in with the kids ministry, which is great. And Jessica and I have been really missing this kind of worship. And Diane, thank you so much for this beautiful worship. And the spirit of the Lord is moving so powerfully in this house.
0: Yeah, come on. Like, thanks, Jason. Uh, John, Chris said it, and John said it. I think sometimes we forget. We forget sometimes how good we have it. And we think, I think sometimes uh, Chris travels in, in, in a lot of churches, and uh, John's in a lot of churches. We just, you guys just assume that worship is like this in every church, and I'm here today to tell you that it's only, um, it, it, there. It, it's worship is like this in some churches, and in some churches it's not like this. And so I'm so thankful for the worship in this house. John, um, we're glad you're here today. So give these guys a little bit of your background story, kind of, um, uh, you're growing up as a child, what it was like, where you're from, and tell us a little bit about that.
1: Well, uh... Where do I start? I mean, you're making a big mistake to give an African a microphone. Come on. Because you always said that you guys have all the watches and we have all the time in the
0: world. Come on. Do what you got to <laughs> We Now, I will say this. This is an American church, so this church runs an hour and five minutes. Very Caucasian. There's a lot of soul in here, but it's ca- the Caucasian time is Caucasian. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat>
1: well, Wes, um, thank you so much, uh, and it is such a great privilege uh, for me and my wife Kaylee to be here and the team that I've come with. I've come with Jessica, who works with us, and Barb, my um, good friend and sister, and then uh, Andrew and, and Sarah and Massey. Uh, so it's wonderful for us to be here with you, uh, to fellowship with you, and and just to worship God with you and partner with you and see what God uh, could use us, uh, uh, could use us together. So. My name is John. I am married to a beautiful, beautiful uh, Colorado uh, uh, girl from, 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 from Denver. Her name is Kaylee. She's already in the kids' ministry, as I said. And uh, uh, my story is very long. Um, I, I'm from Rwanda, but I was born in a refugee camp in Uganda, north of Rwanda, because my family was exiled uh, from Rwanda in 1960. So I was born in Uganda. And I was born in a refugee camp, and I got to see the worst atrocities. Uh, when I was born, in Uganda there was a civil war going on, and I got to see the worst atrocities. You know, uh, a young a young boy or child could see at that age, uh, women being raped and killed, and children dying. And the worst was seeing my two sisters of dying starvation and disease. And um, so that's kind of the life I grew up into, and. Then, uh, transitioning into school uh, which was a very also interesting story that I um, started school after the war and and, and uh, it was hard because I, I, I had to walk uh, for about 14 kilometers, I don't know what that translates into miles, uh, every day no food and uh, my mom was extremely poor, my dad wasn't always there because he was a military man and uh, seeing all this growing up in extreme poverty uh, but one one point that stuck me was when I was about, you know, 11 years old. That picture that you guys have seen uh, before, the previous picture of me with a, in the pink shirt, uh, the first picture of me with a pink shirt. Uh, if you could go back to that picture, you were
0: a good dresser back then. You're still, you're still wearing pink, <laughs> exactly, my man. Exactly. Let's go.
1: <laughs> exactly. But that's, growing up, my, my mom was always took us to church and and with my siblings. But I never had that personal relationship with God until I come back to, from school and I'm the top in the class, of course my class was on the tree and my mom, instead of celebrating with me, she goes John, I'm sorry but you're going to go back to school and that broke my heart and she, seeing my mom crying, that made me cry and right there, I stepped outside a mud grass house and went down a coffee tree and knelt down prayer. I said, God, if you're real and you see me through school, I would live the rest of my life to serve the poor. Now, I didn't know what I was praying for. Yeah,
0: I love that. No, you had no idea. No. Oh. So
1: be careful what you pray for. I mean, you guys are praying that God would use you. Be careful. So fast forward, the genocide was happening in said to go back to Rwanda and uh, meeting the genocide and, and, you know, the, the Some of you don't know Rwanda. It's a very small country, the south of Maryland, 12 million people, but we had the worst genocide in the history of mankind, 1994, when we lost over one million people in three months. Wow. And, uh, And it was just the worst, and the country was torn down, and, I mean, it was a failed state, basically. I grew up in the orphanage home, and so many other kids and women about 250,000 women were raped and left with HIV AIDS, you know, 500,000 uh, orphans. And uh, the country was torn apart. And so where do you start to rebuild a new country yeah. uh, with all of that? And then the other part of my story is um, after the genocide, they put me back to school. And, and, uh, and then I graduated, worked for World Vision, and then... Uh, um, after that, I, I, I came to school here. I had a privilege to go to Colorado State University uh, to get my MBA.
0: We got some Colorado. Are you Colorado State? Colorado State. Go Rams. You, yeah. Go Rams. One other person. Go Rams. There yeah. won't be one in the second yeah. service, so this is a big deal. <laughs> this is a big moment for our so, church. Yeah. So I had Have a you movie. ever got that response before? No. I, Have you ever got that kind of response before no. from someone being? No.
1: So go Rams. Yeah. This church is anointed then. It's amazing. <laughs> Amazing. So I go to Colorado State and uh, 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 doing an MBA program there, and then I'm graduating as the top in the class. No, because I'm very smart. I don't know how that ended up there, but uh, I'm walking down the aisle and I hear the same voice mm. say, You got to go back to Rwanda and honor your promise. Now, I want to be very honest with you as much as I can. I wasn't ready to go back to Rwanda. I mean, I was enjoying everything America would offer—ice cream, hot showers for 40 minutes. The only thing I didn't enjoy was the cold, the winter. Because the first time I saw the snow, I called my accounting professor and told her that I'm not gonna, I'm not come to class because the world is ending.
0: Yeah. It was like a Armageddon out there, wasn't it? Yeah. You're like, I'm not going. So,
1: I mean, my app, my weather app was my window. You know, uh-huh. I didn't have to put all these layers. And, you know, I was talking to her, like, you know, in Rwanda, it's six degrees and everybody's bundling up, you know. It's really cold, you know. But anyways, so I heard that voice, and I said, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus, <laughs> because this is not God. This is, this is something different. I mean, Colorado State University was already hiring me on their staff, and here I hear the voice, you know, you got to go back and on your prompts. No, I, no, I didn't, couldn't believe God would pull that cut. So here I am, after two months, I decided to go back to Rwanda, and then uh, I, uh, I, I want to have a, you know, like your son, business, you know, I, I got to put my MBA right use. so yeah. I go back to Rwanda, by this time I'm drinking coffee, and I'm like, the best thing I could do is start a coffee business. So I go into this remote, small community called Bonaise, where they grow the best coffee in the country, and uh, that evening... After talking to the farmers, they grow 1.3 million coffee trees of a community of 26,000 people. Wow. Everything was going on so well until 5 o'clock in the evening when I asked the question, where do you get the water? Mm. So they take me down the valley, and it's a broken water pipe. But everybody waits for water. Wow. 1,000 people. And that was just a representation of the entire community of 26,000 people. And now, by the time we go up, it was too dark. I mean, it gets dark at 6 o'clock. It was too dark for me to try to find out the way to go out and go back to Kigali, the main town. So I'm asking people, is it a restaurant here? Like, what are you talking about? What's a restaurant? Is it a guest house here? Like, what are you talking about? So they ended up putting me, one of the farmers asked me to, if I could stay with uh, him, uh, in the house and, uh, and I said, I would be happy to have a place to stay in. And so they gave me a family mattress. And then they put me in the room with three chickens, a rooster, three goats, and a, a bicycle. Those are my roommates. And I'm now angry at God. What's it all about <laughs> with my MBA at Carlos State University? And now I'm sleeping with the chickens and goats. And the rooster was ready to get out by 3 in the morning. So that's my story.
0: Wow. You know what, I think it's, you you've said a lot just then, and I think you said things like a hot shower, and you said things like an MBA, and you said things like, um, you know, being able to have a place to stay, and college, all these things, and I think w- that just flew by for so many people, they just, like, that's like a, just a normal thing here, and uh, we, have, we have so much, we have so much here, and I, I hope that at the end of our time together is that I, I, what I'm learning, um, and what I always want my kids to learn, is that we have so much, and we don't have so much so that we can have so much. We have so much so that we can give. And um, and so I'm just, I mean, that just, I, hope that didn't, I hope that didn't just fly by you. People use the word genocide, and it doesn't have a lot of weight. But when you say one million people died in three months, I mean, be, get in perspective, church. Like, this is a good perspective. I don't know what, this is the Holy Spirit thing that's happening up here on the stage. I, we didn't plan all this out. Um, just all that was, that there was a lot of weight there. Okay, and so... I know a lot of we we are partnered in Nairobi. I know a lot of people that leave um, leave their country, go somewhere else. And like yo, I'm gonna go make I'm gonna go make bank. And so, you've made this promise to God, and clearly He, I mean, there's a message there. God will do what He says He's gonna do. And so God held up His bargain. Now it's your turn to go back and hold up um, your bargain. And so, what are you? Um, how did how did we get to arise? You're there. You're at the coffee place. You're sleeping. You sound a lot like Jesus' story, to be completely honest with you. You're just in there sleeping with the animals, you know, in the end, you know. And so, um, so where is it? How did we get to where you're at today?
1: Well, so the same night I am struggling with God. You know, this is a big problem. Just like what I saw with water and, and what do I do with all of this? So in the morning, I was, when the rooster was ready to get out, I went out with him. And then I sat on the rock. And Rwanda is called a country of a thousand hills, but I think it's a million hills. You know, it's like. So I'm seeing all of this. I'm seeing all of these hills, and and, and and I'm crying, and I'm angry, and I'm mad at God, and frustrated. I mean, like I came for business, and here I am now. You see me all these problems, and what do I do with all of this? And I started seeing the sunrise come. And I can honestly tell you, it's so hard for me to see a sunrise because I get up at nine in the morning. But, you know, God caught my attention right there, and I saw the sunrise, and I saw the beauty that I hadn't seen in a long time. And Isaiah 60 verses 1 comes, arise and shine. And that's where Arise Rwanda comes from. And so, but that wasn't enough. You know, I wanted God to show me exactly what he wanted me to
0: do. You need a bigger sign than the <laughs> yeah. sign? Yeah. <laughs> makes sense. Makes clear sense. Yeah,
1: so, so in the morning, we are walking with a local pastor, and we're visiting a woman who was dying of HIV AIDS, and her daughter was six years old on the wall seeing her mom die, and I asked her, how can I pray with you? She said, don't pray for me. Take my daughter. Give her an education. I'll day mother. <sighs> um. So with that, that's when we we started the first preschool on a coffee tree with 60 kids. And we started feeding them three times a day. And now, yes. And now we have six preschools with 400 kids.
0: Come on. It's awesome.
1: And and the preschools were doing well, but there was no high school for 26,000 people. We ended up studying high school called the Keyfields Academy for 300 kids that are now in school and thriving and actually graduating and go to
0: college. Wow, come on. That's awesome. Before you keep going, let's stay in that vein. But before you do, what does a kid do who doesn't go to high school? What does a kid do if he finishes grade school? What happens to that kid?
1: Well, a couple of things. One, if they're girls, some of them start getting married at that age. If they're boys, they end up going to the lake to start fishing all some of them end up in big towns and become street kids. Mm-hmm. And so for this wonderful entire community of Bonesa, for them not to have a high school, the kids will never ever dream yeah of going to high school.
0: Yeah, I love that. Okay, so what else? So so keep so telling then about
1: but that was really good. But the women were struggling a lot to start small business. And why do we talk about women? It's because in the genocide, surprisingly most the men were the ones who killed people in the genocide and all killed in the genocide. So we have this incredible group of women that are left, either from the survivors or the perpetrators, that now have to take care of their families. And they're the breadwinners. They're not been trained to do that. Wow. So we bring them together, we teach them, we teach them reconciliation, teach them about Jesus and Come how on. we can forgive. And then we help them start small businesses. Wow and just last year we grew new 1 1000 new businesses with these women 1000 yes and we work with 3000 women come on so we have drilled 12 water wells and we're reaching to 80% access to clean water in Bonesa. and then uh, everything was going on so well i feel like you tap on my
0: you were killing it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's I would and say you know, that's pretty good. Exactly. A thousand businesses, like, hundreds yeah. of kids in school. That's good yeah, enough.
1: I was like feeling everything was going on so well until probably four years ago. Bob would you like would you mind standing up? My friend from Cincinnati, Bob Carver.
0: That's Sarah and Andrews, yes. Sarah and Andrew's aunt.
1: Yeah, and, and Mercy and, and she came to Rwanda and she was visiting. And they are having this walk. They're going to women's microfinance. They're doing fabrics. They, all this stuff that you see there on the table. And she comes back and goes, John, we have a big problem here. I go, what do you mean? There's no health care here.
0: Mm. Like,
1: yeah, there's no health care. But we're not going to open that door. Yeah. We have so we're many doing problems enough. Here. Yeah. She kept on insisting. And last year, with faith, we broke the ground for the Fast Medical Center. Come on. For the people of Bodeza. And it's going to unpack 26,000 people. But the entire community of 5 million people when it's completed. Wow. And we're 80% on completion. One of the other things we do, Pastor Wes, is work with the local pastors. Because some of the pastors have never completed even a high school. And they're really wanting to learn. Every time I ask the pastors when I come to the U.S., what do you tell the American churches? The first thing in my mind, I think they want money to build their churches. No, they want training, they want resources, and they want the Bibles for their people. Mm. So you have a job to do. Yeah. I'm not a pastor. Yeah. You got you you some work to do there.
0: Yeah, I love, I love business owners. And this is, you guys, get this in your head. This is another piece. By the way, 14 kilometers is eight miles. Oh, good. That's a long way to walk to school. But listen, this guy, this is not a, he's not a pastor. Mm-hmm. This is a business owner. In his city going, we're going to make a difference. I sit with a group of business owners on, um, on Tuesday morning, all of them own businesses, all very, very, very successful business owners. And they're all saying, and they're, they're doing what they're doing. Some of them are making a kingdom impact. But this guy's going, I'm going to resource all this kingdom ministry. And so he's saying, I'm not here to make a bunch of money. I'm here to, to build the kingdom of God. Usually, I am trying to get business owners to help what we're doing here I'm so thankful today that we get to be a part of, of, of helping a business owner who is doing incredible things, incredible things over there. So you guys are doing schooling. Yeah, come on. It's it's education. Uh, we, 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 I was telling uh, John that Diana's family and um, their, their family, they started a, um, an organization called World Hope, and they've been in 99. They've been in Nairobi, Kenya. And their slogan has been back to push back the slums. And they literally are pushing back the slums. And um, there's enough resource I mean, we're in a, we're in a tricky position because there's enough resource here, to, here in in um, in America to help all these churches around the world, and so when we say battle, like we want to we want to they're battling over there, and we want to partner with them um, as they as they battle, and so um, I'm so thankful for what you're doing, and um, and we're gonna so we're gonna partner with them. So there's education, they're feeding kids, uh, preschool all the way up to up to up to high school. Micro business. So when you leave today, you're gonna to have an opportunity to partner, to partner with them. Okay. And so what does that look like? When you um, when you leave out today, there's a wall over here, just like our camp that we do. And so there are ways for you to get involved at a five dollar level, at a ten dollar level, at a fifty dollar level. Um, tell them just so it can come from your mouth. How much does it cost to send a kid to preschool uh, for the year?
1: I think if I do that, Pastor, Wiz, I would like to challenge you uh, because where does all this come from? I mean, when you read the Bible, what does Jesus want us to do? When you read Matthew 25, 35 to 40, what does he want us to do? Take care of one of the list of these. Just one of those. If you're taking care of one child who needs $50 a year in a preschool to go to school, you're taking care of one of the list of these. Yeah. If you're taking care of a high school kid that needs $50 or $60 a month for a year to go to school, you're taking care of one of the list of these. If you're helping a woman buy their products or give them some support to start a small business, $200, you're taking care of one of the list of these. Hmm. If you're helping us build a medical center, complete it, or buy medicine for malaria, you're helping us to take care of one of the list of these and you're serving
0: Jesus Yeah, himself. I love that. Because that's what he said. Yeah. Hey, can we thank John for sharing with us today? I'll take that. Thank you so much. <clears throat> can you can you give this to Diana? She's right there. Hey, I wanted to share with you just a couple things while while John is leaving. I'm so thankful. We're gonna partner with him. And uh, today, um, this is a this is a we don't ask, there's not a lot of one-time ask. At our at our church, there's not a lot of one-time ask. It only happens in the year. We do a heart for the house offering. I did want to say this to you guys. Um, there's stuff. There's coffee over there. There's bags over there. You can buy all that. We're going shopping in church, and it's it's it's, it's totally anointed. You're completely fine to do it. But we're gonna we're gonna do that over there. And um, there's an envelope up there with an amount on it. And you're gonna take that envelope. You're gonna go to hopewintergarden.com and click on is it called a rise. Uh, there's a fund there called Arise, and you're going to give that dollar amount to um, at the HopeWinterGarden.com um, website, okay? So you're just going to give that dollar amount on there. It's a one-time ask. So if you go over there, and uh, I think the, the smallest amount, there's a $5 ask. Uh, my, kids are all, my kids are all doing that. If there's a $50 ask, it's for the whole entire year. It's crazy to me. I've never ever put my kids in preschool, but when I talk to uh, Justin and, and these guys that put their kids in, in the preschool, it is astronomical to put your kid in preschool. Um, I have friends of ours that put their kid in preschool, $800, $1,000 a month, $50 for the whole year. You can start a business for only, you can be a business owner today. You you can start up. you can help someone start a business for only $200. That's crazy. And that's going to feed their family. And these guys, reconciliation, they're teaching them reconciliation because the, the, the terrible things that they saw they're helping them reconcile with the people that did these terrible things. They're helping them with that. We can't even forgive, we, we can't even forgive our neighbor. We can't even forgive our ex. We can't even forgive our some of us can't even forgive our spouse. We can't even forgive the guy that cut us off. And they're helping reconcile people. These people saw a genocide. People, a million people murdered in three months. Do You think that's traumatic? Where we complain about, we're where are we the church is so divided right now, and it's been divided over COVID-19. A million people lost their life for what? For nothing. They died. That's why we, we got to get, get a global perspective, a kingdom perspective. We want our kids to travel the world so we realize that their world is, is a lot smaller than they actually think it is. My kids are so traumatized they don't get the, the costume that they wanted to get for, for Halloween. And so you have a part to play. And so while this is a one-time ask, I wanted to say this to you. We're going to ask you to be a part of what's going on today. When we do our Heart for the House offering today, keep us on the mind because we're going to help. They needed to raise a million dollars to do this medical facility. And I'm like, how do people who don't even have a hospital raise money for a hospital? Well, they're doing it. And I think the last time I talked to uh, John, it was a little over a month ago, they needed a million dollars and they already raised 800 800 something thousand dollars, only $200,000. That's crazy. Like a million dollars in here, we can't even buy land for a million dollars here. It's crazy to me sometimes, Pete, there, some of you guys have a million dollar home, but there's gonna be, and that's, I'm not knocking that. That's, that's not, I don't care what, how much your house costs, but the reality is that over there, a million dollars can build a whole medical facility. And that, like, do you, that's what I always get my mind around. Like, man, there's people who I know, I go to million dollar homes all the time. They need a million dollars to build a medical facility that are going to help people. And in all of that, these guys are sharing, they're sharing the word of God with these people. And so, um, so when you give today, any of those, dola- any of those card amounts, you can grab that, go right to the website, hopeintergarden.com, and then click on, a, on in the giving, and then click on a rise, and just give that dollar amount. It's a, it's a one-time, once you make that one-time gift, we're going to write one check to them we're going to give it to them and then when the heart for the house offering comes around i want us whatever we give there whatever we give there we're going, part of that is going to go to them again cuz i want to be a part of this medical facility <laughs> i want to be a part of it i hope some of you guys you don't you, you come here every week and you, you, giving's not a normal part of who you are giving's not a normal part of 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 your of your of your of your living you you should, I know it's hard to say what I'm about to say, but we gotta get to a place where we have way more margin. So when opportunities like this come around, it's so easy. We gotta get to 80% living on 80%, saving 10%, and giving 10%. That's what we should be doing. That's what you should be doing. And tithing is not about tithing as much as I think sometimes God's saying, hey, you need some margin in your life. You need some margin in your life. Uh, and so all of that, everything we share with you guys today comes from. It comes from the word of God today. God tells us to put on, the, put on all of God's armor so we'll be able to stand firm against all the strategies of the devil. Put on salvation as your helmet and then take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. They're giving the word of God to all these people. And I want us to have a stake in that. I want to get to heaven. I want to meet these young ladies, these young people, these, these people, these bizarre, and say, you know what, man, you help me get the word of God out. They're going to perpetuate the gospel over there. So they're going to have business owners. I always like connecting with business owners because I know business owners are leading the whole team. I like to connect with managers because they're leading the whole entire team. I like to hang out with people who are coaches because they coach a the whole entire team. Because if I can invest in them, they're going to invest in other people. So you have to have the Word of God. Why do you need a sword? The Bible says this, 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 this battle today, is this, this armor that we have that is the sword of the Spirit. It's the Word of God. You need to know the Word of God. Because the Word of God tells us to give. The Word of God tells us to serve. Why do you know the word of God? Here's why. Hebrews chapter four, verse 12, for the word of God is alive and powerful. It's sharper than, any, sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and merit. It exposes our innermost thoughts and our desires. We have to have the word of God in our life. The good news for you and I is the sword of the spirit, the word of God. It's been around for a long time. John 1, 1 says, in the very beginning was the word. I think the Bible was translated in X date, or we think the Bible came around at this point. When was the Bible come around? The Bible's been around for forever because the Bible says in the beginning was the word. The word already existed. The word was with God, and the word was God. We literally have the we have wor- the word of God in our hand. We have we get to know everything we can know about God. It's all right here in our hand. So here's what I need you to know: is you need to know the word. I wrote in the rougher version of this. If I was preaching to the high school kids tonight. I wrote down, this is, if I was preaching the high school kids, I would write down this. I would give them this. You need to know the word of God or you will die. You, I didn't think y'all can handle that, so I didn't give y'all that point. I just thought you need to know the word of God. <laughs> y'all need to know the word. Of, we need to know the word of God. Matthew 25 t- says take care of the least of these. When you give food, when you give clean water that we have all the time, we're shipping so much water down to Southwest Florida because of your partnership. We've already given away four or $5,000 already. They're now turning away water down there because they got their water back. What we're turning away in Southwest Florida, they can't get enough clean. Did you guys know this, that the, 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 the top, one of the top killers in the world is dirty water? Am I right, John? The number one, top two or three, I, I, the, the numbers move, but one of the top killers in the world is, is dirty water. We can take a 40-minute hot shower. I love going on those mission trips until they tell us, "Hey, the water, there's no, there's no electricity. It's cold water out of a cistern." I'm like, "Dang it!" Like I love Jesus, but I don't know if I love Him that much. <laughs> like there's got to be like at least a two and a half three-star hotel. You know what I'm saying? And then God breaks my heart. Like John broke some of y'all. What John shared, you guys broke some of you guys' hearts today. You got to know the Word. The Bible says that you, all Scripture is inspired by God. It is useful to teach us what is true and make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. James says we're called to take care of the, the widows and the children and the suffering. The poor and suffering is all throughout scripture. The poor and suffering. So we're giving you an opportunity. Now here's the deal, whether you give today or not, this, one of the beautiful things about this church is there's no guilt attached. We're gonna give no matter what. I already, when I met John on Zoom a month ago, when he was over um, in, in Rwanda, I had already decided the church was going to give. For the ones of us who already give, we were already going to give. We're going to give no matter what. We already give to Convoy of Hope. The guy, Hal Donison, who started Convoy of Hope, he met Mother Teresa. And he, she asked him the question, what are you going to do to help the poor and suffering? The Bible. I'm going to help. This church will be a church that helps the poor and suffering. This is also going to be the kind of church that operates 24-7. So we need partners like these guys. We're getting in the medical business. We haven't been in the medical business yet, but we're getting in the medical business. (laughs) I'm excited. I've never owned a hospital before. It's all the Lord's. I'm I'm getting in on it. If God's got it, I'm getting in on it. That's how I think. Whenever my kids take these envelopes, and I don't know where you're out here today. I think my kids are indicative of this church. One of my kids, like, I cannot wait to, to do this. And one of my kids, like, my mom is making me do this. You know what? They're going to get older and they're going to go, I gave. I made a kingdom. You have an opportunity to make a kingdom impact. You get that every week. Every week you give. I, hopefully this is a gateway for some of you guys. Did you know? We're gonna, I'm gonna save that for later. I'm developing a, a whole three-month talk on, on this giving, this 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 topic on giving. Did you know that giving affects your health? Emotionally, physically, and spiritually, it, it affects you? That there's endorphins released when you give that are not released when you receive? That's a whole nother I'm 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 doing I'm I'm putting more effort in. It. I want more people to give because I want more people to be blessed. When you go to bed. Tomorrow, whatever, you're gonna go, wow, we're making a kingdom impact. You can make a kingdom impact and still have Disney tickets. Did you know that? Most of us are not. I'm not asking you today whether or not you're gonna have to trade out on your giving. No one's asking anybody to trade out. We have so much, we don't even have to trade it out. I'm asking you to, some of you guys, you could give one month mortgage and you could help, you could help them out one time. You can give one month, you can give today, somebody in your day can give one month of their mortgage. You, some of you guys have the margin to do that. Some of you guys don't have the margin to do that. And so here, you need to know the Word of God. Because here's what I've realized. What you know, you usually share. Girl, you won't believe what Macy's is doing. You, girl, you won't believe Macy's having a one-day sale again. They got one-day sales all year long. If you're a duty here today, bro, you won't believe it. Such and such place has the AR on sale. They have ammo on sale. Bro, you can buy this vest. You can buy this, this, this fishing rod. You, you, you want to share it. You need to share the word. Here's what I've learned in my little bit of years of ministry. You won't share what you don't know. You're not going to share the gospel with your neighbors. Romans 3, 23. Romans 6, 23. Romans 5, 8. John, John, uh, John 5, 8. Uh, Romans 10, 9, 30. You're not going to share your with your neighbor if you don't know that. You're just not going to. You're not going to share what you have. Unless you don't know, unless you know that the Bible says that God owns a cattle on a thousand hills and everything you have belongs to him. You're not going to give unless you realize, something's weird with this, God doesn't need what you have. Because he gave it to you anyways. You're not going to do that unless you know the word of God. Unless you know the word of God. You're not going to do that. You need to know the word so that you can share the word. Here's what John and these guys are doing. They're doing Acts chapter 1, verse 8, which is part of our mission statement. But you, Acts chapter 1, 8, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you'll be my witnesses, telling people all about me everywhere. We're telling, we, this church, we are telling people the word of God. We're telling everyone about me, God. We're telling everyone about him. We're not doing that just here in Winter Garden. When you give here today, we're doing local stuff. We're doing national stuff. We're helping a a church get planted today. We're doing lots of local stuff. We dropped off 30 peanut butter and jelly sandwiches this past week to an organization that's doing some stuff. We're doing little. We're doing medium. And we're doing big. You guys have been here long enough to know, again, this is is about the sword of the spirit, about the word of God. We don't need you to give here. God's going to supply all of our needs. This isn't our church. This is God's church. You guys have heard all my stuff. But here's what I know. There's a, we're gonna, we could do it. We could do more if we do it together. We can take the Bible to the world. Um, I wanted to share this with you guys. This is my favorite verse in the Bible. You guys want to hear my favorite verse in the Bible? It's this right here, John chapter 21, verse 25. Jesus also did so many things if they were all written down, I suppose the whole world would not contain the books that would be written in them. My favorite verse the whole entire Bible. That's how important the Word of God is. God goes, I got so much here. I've done so many more things. I can't even get it all. There's not enough books to contain all that. Number one bestseller of all times. The Bible, the Word of God. You have an opportunity to be a part of that. When you give, you're doing the Word of God. When you serve, you're doing the Word of God. When you pray, you're doing the Word of God. All this whole series is all about the Word of God. When you know it, you share it. You share what you know. If you wear the salvation, like Nelson said last week, if you if you wear it, then you share it. I want to invite you to stand to your feet. God's gonna lead us in a song of worship. Can I ask you a question today? Again, all this is the Holy Spirit just leading us and guiding us. Heads bowed eyes closed. Would you pray and ask God right now, right where you're at? Hey God, how can I be a part of this today? Don't just do, don't just do what you can do. Let's do what God wants us to do today. Just heads bowed eyes closed. God, what What part do you want me to play? And I believe you asked him today. He'll tell you exactly what he wants you to do. Thank you so much for joining us. If you'd like to know more about Hope Church, please feel free to visit us at hopewintergarden.com or connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at Hope Winter Garden. We hope you have a blessed day.